This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Uh, how are you today, Damon? We are well. Um, it is a beautiful, I don't know if it's beautiful, sun's not even fucking up yet, but it looks nice anyway, getting there. Uh, we're, we're fine. Um, I'm just discussing life, life in general with, with Joel, and uh, it's great. <laughs> it's really wonderful. <laughs> right, Joel, right? It's great. It is great. And something we've discussed on the show many times is that in these uncertain times you've got to take care of yourself be kind to yourself treat yourself yeah. and the absolute model of this which I posted on Twitter is one Taka Michinoku who booked himself to win his own tournament in his company JTO damn fucking Amazing. straight yeah good for him I would would you I would let me ask you this if you had uh... That'd be amazing if Joel Abraham his first uh, uh, pro wrestling experience he wins like the major tournament he's like <laughs> like the the biggest major independent guy out on the scene today uh, who would that be by the way who would be the biggest independent guy out on the scene right now that's a uh... Uh, who hasn't been accused of a sex crime correct right that we can actually <laughs> book on a show. Yeah, right. Independent, not because they want to be. Let's put it that way. Uh, uh, who would that be? I'm trying to. That's the, that's a really good question right now. Like, who would be the who's the who's the who's the young man or young lady that everyone is uh, pining over? Hmm. I don't know. Write in and let us know, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I'm, I'm really kind of struggling right now. Who would be? Again, not anybody who has been cancelled, but uh, like who would be the guy or the girl who everybody is? Uh, who would be the f- biggest free agent out there? I'm curious to know. All right, that's a good way to start off a pro wrestling podcast. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let me start on, on a nice note. I want to say thank you to Jackie Daytona, that's uh, at the corner of you on Twitter, who submitted a really nice review for us on iTunes. Five stars, oh. obviously. Like, there's, no, there's no point doing it unless you're going to give us five stars. So uh, rather than burying it at the end, I'll put this at the start of the show. So All right. take your time, get on the old iTunes, give us a nice five snake review, and it'll be much appreciated. So thank you, Jackie Daytona, at the corner view. That is very nice. Quite- yeah, we definitely we, we could use all those we can get. Um, sometimes it's nice to hear a positive word, and uh, if uh, a show is... Uh, something that you enjoy. Uh, not that we honestly do it for any other reason but our own, but <laughs> but but uh, it's nice to know other people are appreciating the work. So good. Excellent. Thank you for the fives. So in this week's news, there was a, a bit of a scare no. earlier in the week with the show in Ehime, which was cancelled, uh, the show's hometown actually, because one of the wrestlers was running a fever, but uh, fortunately, the nucleic acid tests, I think there was a nucleic acid test, came back negative. So that wrestler in question 
is okay from what I understand. Okay. But uh, definitely did the right thing to play on the safe side and cancel the show. Do you agree, David? Yeah, you do. You have to. I mean, I would rather that be the case than having a guy that you know was a uh, a little bit of a challenge, right? Getting him 100% healthy and then having him out there rolling around on a fucking mat. So, yeah. Uh, and And here's the thing, too. New Japan apparently doesn't have any problem... Uh, curtailing the uh, outside brawling, we're brawling in the crowd, brawling uh, all over the fucking joint. So, yeah, I got no problem with that. Um, it, it, I mean, if I get, I got news for you. We should have more of that um, in the sense of, especially here in the States, if people are sick, fucking keep them home. I, I will say the sports has done a decent job. I think an even better de- than decent job of, Trying to uh, make sure everyone is safe. Uh, the NHL again, they zero positive cases in their bubble scenario. At the NBA as well, um, the WNBA as well. Um, I can't uh, forget about them and the efforts that they are uh, doing while their season is going on. I believe MLS, after an initial stick, you know, issue, had zero um, baseball. Wow, well, that's another fucking story. <laughs> um, but even college football, I mean, you would be amazed, Joel, at how massive college football is um, here in the good old United States. Um, I mean, they're they're shutting down. That's a, that's billions of dollars we're talking about. Um, the different uh, organizations agreeing to shut down. So, no, I don't got a problem with it. Um, I. I it's just, it's the world we live in right now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're on mute, by the way. I know, because I'm shouting at my wife. <laughs> Where it is, it's the first one. Just refusing just, to close the bedroom door, because it's hot. So I turn on the air conditioning, and then she says, no, it's too cold. So... Ah, oh, fuck me, I guess. Uh, w- one thing that I thought was nice about the show cancellation was a tweet from Taichi, and this is translated by at Karen Nerds Out on Twitter, and the quote from Taichi says, Even with a cancellation announcement, nobody bitched or complained. You applauded. Sometimes good things do happen. Rumour has it this is somebody's hometown. If it's always like this, I wouldn't mind coming for a return visit. So it's nice. really nice words there from Taichi. He's not such a bad guy after all. Look, nobody likes a cancellation, Right. I've been to, uh, I've had tickets for many an event, not many an event, but a few events that, you know, you get to the venue and you, you're, you're reading a sign. Tonight's performance has been canceled due to fucking, you know, sillier shit than COVID-19. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I What's mean, the no, sillier shit that you can remember that oh, event has been canceled for? Uh, uh, I got a, I got a few. Okay. Here's one. Uh, one went to a concert. Uh, do you remember the band, Joel, uh, EMF? No, I don't. I'm sure you will know the song Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. That one. Ah, yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Uh, well, there was a summer of 90, I think it was. It might have been, yeah, probably summer of 90, where I was in love with EMF. I fucking thought they were the next greatest thing in the world. Uh, at lasted about two months. But uh, still, I thought, oh, my God, EMF, it's the greatest. Front row, Tower Theater. Uh, canceled. Drive up to the venue. The venue is, you know, signs. Tony's performance canceled. And of course, there's always rumors of, oh, if somebody got fucking high or somebody fucking, you know, t- 
too drunk to perform or whatever. Um, that was one. Um, there were other bands that were on bills that didn't show. Like I, I went to uh, Lollapalooza one year, and I think uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain didn't play that day. Um, I'm trying to think of, this. but there's been a few where it's been like you show up to the venue and it's like ah fuck me. <laughs> that was the worst one because I had front row and I was really excited. Yeah. Taking a hot girl. Eh, fuck me. <laughs> Didn't get laid that night. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just gonna nope. say David, no. these anecdotes have, have petered out in a disappointing way, but you you saved it at the end there, so well done. <laughs> I did not get laid. I, I I vividly remember that night. I vividly remember. I was like, oh, what do you want to do now? Because we weren't old enough to drink, I don't even think. Um no, we weren't. So we had to try and find alcohol and then um we struck out there many times. All of our leads came up dry, so to speak. Uh, and then it was like, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I think I'm just going to go home. And it's like, uh, fuck. All right. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew the minute I saw that fucking sign, my my chances were slim and none at that point. Ah, uh, none just fucking walked out the door. Uh, another tall tale. Not tall tale. True tale. Another sad tale. All right, how about you? Do you have any uh, stories of striking out, Joel? <laughs> oh, I've got plenty of those. <laughs> we can do a podcast. Uh, I remember once, it, it, this, this was when I was at university, so I was in Brighton. I don't know if you've ever been to Brighton. Lovely place, but uh, I walked like literally across the city, like from one side of the city to the other, uh, to go to this uh, lady's house. And this was about two in the morning, and when I got there, she fell asleep. Oh, I've had that. So, so I many went times. home again. <laughs> yep, I've had this so many times. I've had a, I had this one uh, girl that uh, w- we would kind of get together every once in a while, but she would have to climb out of her upstairs bedroom, like l- l- like every U.S. teen movie in the eighties. She would have to climb out of her fucking bedroom window, sneak out, get in the car, and go away. We go right. Um, I'm upset. It sounds like this girl is twelve. She's not okay. Please, I need to be very clear. Uh, we, we were all. If, you, if she had me, you'd, you'd be straight into Brit Ress. <laughs> I, know, I know, really. It didn't. <laughs> you'd be progress champion or something. <laughs> Seriously, uh, no. We were both the same age. We were probably both um, nineteen. Because I yeah, still wasn't old enough to drink, but old enough to drive. And I was working at, yes, probably 19. 19. Yeah, and she was going to school. Uh, yeah. Um, anywho, I can't tell you how many times. It'd be like, okay, you're coming over. Yep, okay. All right, you know, pull around back and I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, just wait and I'll, I'll come out. I'll go, okay, great. Pff, waiting hour. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and this is before, you know, you couldn't text somebody. You're just like, what the fuck? Dude, I got a story. So, uh, I worked at this place where you um, – so an, a burglar alarm. You, you would buy a burglar alarm, right, for your house or a business, right? Uh, and the alarm would go off and it, the signal would be sent to this this monitoring center who would then contact the police and, you know, whoever else you needed us to, to contact, right? So I worked there uh, for, for a couple of years. Uh and so there was this girl who would always call every single night uh, from like a Rite Aid to to close up. I guess something about their corporate thing they had to call a Rite Aid is like a like a a, a pharmacy or a, a, 
I don't know what you would call it, um, uh, apothecary. I don't know. It's a place like that. So um, you know, after a while, you kind of get to talking. It's the same girl every time. So I'm, you know, we're talking, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. One thing leads to another. We exchange numbers. We talk. We talk for like a week. After this week, it's like we're getting fucking married. I, I swear to God. We haven't met. But we're just talking. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, you're so nice. I was like, you don't even know who I am. You know, let's be honest. Anyway, we decide to meet up, right? So it's this, it turns into this big fucking thing where I'm meeting this this girl, and she's meeting me, and blah, 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 and, you know, we can't wait to see each other, blah, blah, blah. I feel like this is like my, like back in the day um, catfishing, <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's worse. So uh, I drive up. It's like an hour drive. Drive up. Meet her at work. I go into the, the place, the Rite Aid, uh, go in, and, uh, you know, I was – Whoever was at the front, I was like, hey, I'm here to see – I don't even remember her name, whatever fuck her name was. Uh, they go, okay, uh, yeah, stay, stay here. Come, goes, I guess goes in the back, and it took a little longer than normal. And then the person comes back, and he's like, oh, yeah, Karen's not feeling too well. And I was like, ah, I see what's happening here. <laughs> okay. Was she actually called Karen? No, but uh, just <laughs> – that was the first name I popped in my head. Um and uh, I was like, okay, great. That, that's, 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 uh, let's see what's happening here. So I just walked out with the, the defeated, eh, I'm fucked. <laughs> I, guess I'm, I guess I'm not that good looking. Uh, got in the car and drove to the strip club. <laughs> Spent lots of money, depressingly. Thank you. <laughs> great story. Thank you very much. The, t- the, the tale of the story is, is that nothing ever works out. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So why bother trying? Why bother trying? All right. So there's Tai Chi. We t- we tied in Tai Chi with uh, another uh, dating woe story. Very good. Uh, breaking news here. There is going to be live English commentary for the Jingu Stadium Summer Struggle Show, which is nice. Wow. The how? I mean, uh, I guess they, we can assume that that uh, travel ban has been lifted. Is that what we're looking uh, I think they've got some sort of technological thing because oh. Chris Charlton tweeted, we have the technology, whilst quote tweeting that announcement. So I assume it's going to be right. long distance. Right. Sit, sitting in the yeah, – yeah, that should go over well. I'm, sh- I'm sure they don't have the technology. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be like a seven-second delay between Kevin Kelly describing what is happening and what is actually has happened, uh, as we've seen with – Countless other sports. Yeah, well, uh, for these boring evil main events, it doesn't matter, does it? It can just be like, well, oh, long control period from evil asserting its dominance and just like run that on a loop for 40 minutes. Am I right, Dave? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what the kids are saying, right? Uh, this sucks, man. Uh, that's good. I mean, I know, I know people look forward to hearing the, uh, the uh, voice, the English commentary. So, um, and I know I do too. So I would, because I, you know, it's kind of hard to to double back and watch a show that was okay just for English commentary. I mean, that's got to put the, that team in a little bit of a a bit of a bind, I would think. So, yeah, good. I mean, uh, that's, that's that's it's a positive. I just, I again, I, I know the struggles that, and I. I put this in air quotes, the legitimate sports have in broadcasting in real time with having announcers be remote 
So, um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll go off without a hitch. But uh, it hasn't gone off without a hitch in a lot of cases. So, fingers crossed. Let's talk about our favorite Saturday morning TV show. That is uh, New Japan Strong. Oh, I thought you were going to say Soul Train. <laughs> Sitting eating, yeah, watching it whilst eating my Weetabix. Uh, David, of course, not eating cereal. You got your. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait a minute. We got childish. No, no, no. Just ignore it. No, I'm really? I'm selling it. I'm, I'm kicking out one, popping straight to my feet after the suplex. It, okay. It never happened. Right. Uh, okay, so first match was uh, Jordan Clearwater and Clark Connors uh, being defeated by the team of Barrett Brown and Logan Regal. Barrett Brown pinning Jordan Clearwater after seven minutes, three seconds with a schoolboy. Uh, I, th- I mean, Clark Connors is the standout performer here. I think he's got he's tremendously talented. It's really exciting watching him every time, even though he is still just a young lion. Uh, anyone stand out to you in this tag match, Damon? He's always been like one of those guys that I feel... I, I'm not going to say goes under the radar, but he goes a little bit under the radar when it comes to all the greatness that the... Um, the dojos have produced, like especially with this crop. Like I feel like he, like you know, everybody, can, uh, Carl Fredericks, uh, you know, uh, uh, and Clark Connors kind of gets. I don't know. I don't want to say ignored, but I think he's in the top. I would put him in top five. Would you put him in top five? Yeah, he might be a better worker than Carl Fredericks. I mean, I don't even know if that is a hot take. Obviously, Spicy Carl jumps off the page because how hungry he is. Yeah. yeah. But in terms, if we're talking technique, I think Clark Connors might be the guy if we're looking at those three LA Dojo young lines. Yeah. And, of course, he's going to have his moments to shine. He's got a little bit more time there than, than the rest of the crew. Um I tell you what, who was the and, and I should remember the name, but I, unfortunately I don't. Um, there was one, and it might have been in. Uh, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. So I'll, if you mention the name, I'll I'll bite. Uh, but I, hopefully, I answered your question there. But there, there's one guy that that stands out for me for all the all the strong uh, shows so far. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought Jordan Clearwater looked pretty good in this match as well. Quite young, raw compared to uh, a lot of the other people that uh, are on this show. But yeah, definitely got a lot of potential there. Second match, uh, this was really fun. A six-man tag match with Blake Christian, Mysterioso and PJ Black. uh, Formerly known, of course, Justin Gabriel. Defeating the team of Alex Zane, TJP and ACH uh, in 7 minutes 55 seconds. With PJ Black pinning Alex Zane. Uh, with a placebo effect, how great was it seeing ACH again? He looks like he hasn't missed a step. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I don't. I, I wish that it, right after that match, they had a piece of paper <laughs> with with his name on it, and you know, and a deal. I I I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's him. In the sense of he just doesn't want the commitment. Um, I know he's has has some, uh, and, he, and and rightfully so. He's got some a bad taste in his mouth from probably the entire past year when it comes to pro wrestling. 
But then again, maybe not. Shocking, maybe- isn't it, Damon? I mean, I can't yeah. believe that anyone could sign for that company and have a bad time. It's just... I know. Mind-boggling, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, it is shocking to to uh, to reveal that that company might have issues of treating its its employees fairly and well. But um, there's a lot of things that that change when you have some type of freedom to do what you want. Not even do what you want, but even you know, at the very least, be treated with some respect that's uh that's that's a that's a nice uh uh low bar right you would think you would be able to hit in pro wrestling but as we can see sometimes it doesn't happen um now now add to that the fact that you have creative freedom now add to the fact that you have a creative license He's one of those guys that every time he's in a New Japan ring, he doesn't disappoint. And and I, who was it? Was it Andrew Rich who recently tweeted out some stuff? Like it was a, just just him uh, acting goofy, dancing in the ring, and then Naito comes in, and you know that whole thing. Um, he's just such a he's a he's a when he is in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring, he is an absolute pleasure to watch. Like I I don't think I've ever been disappointed. In ACH in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring. Never. I don't care if he's in. And I'll go so far as to say, if he's in, in, in one of those, as we love to call, meaningless six-man tags, he almost always is a highlight. He almost always is, well, you know, ACH did well, right? Every time. I can't think of one time where I sat there and I said, Ah, this match sucked. Oh, yeah, and, and, you know, ACH didn't do much. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't happen. Uh, how it... Sign him immediately, if not sooner. Like, could you imagine him in your in your junior ranks? Could you imagine him if, by chance, if, you know, we're... Still continuing on with uh, an open weight, with a never situation. Could you imagine some of those matches? Fuck the put aside the the the, the junior stuff. Give me that tweener weight, <laughs> right? Uh, I I think our heads would collectively explode. It would be wonderful. I want a junior tag team with Master Watto. That'd be tremendous fun. <laughs> That would be fun too, right? Master Watto. Um, how are we feeling about Well, we'll get there. I'm sure we, we got strong to talk about a little bit. Um, again, he looked great. He looked like he hadn't less, uh, lost a step. And uh, again, once again, a highlight. I don't know. There. Listen, I don't know him. I don't know him. Uh, but to me... And he he could be the complete opposite in a locker room. He could be, he could be difficult to work with. He could be a raging asshole. I doubt it, but okay, let's just say he could be. When that fucking music hits and he goes through that curtain, to the time he goes through that curtain and he goes in the back, he's a fucking pleasure. I I just don't understand why we would not want him. Locked down two years with the the lion mark on his fucking shirt. That's what I want. 
and and then I want Shingo ACH. <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's what I want. The third match on the show was the New Japan Cup USA semi-final with David Finley defeating the uh, weirdly clean-shaven Tamatonga. I didn't like oh, yeah. it. You know, oh, sometimes like when when fathers shave off their beard and the the, the, the kid cries because it looks so different. That that was me. I was I was just wailing uncontrollably when his nice, smooth, shiny face came out. Uh, seven minutes, ten seconds with the prima nocturne. David Finley advanced into the finals, as we predicted. Uh, pretty good match. I, I like this one. I thought it was a nice sort of next chapter to the story. You know, this ongoing feud between Finjuice and Gorillas of Destiny after G.O.D. took the tag titles away from Finjuice earlier on in the year. Uh, yeah, I thought this was okay. Do you like the fact that these matches are short? Yep. Me too. Me too. I've got a terrible attention span. I, I like the fact that Right, they don't have to be twenty-minute epics, thirty-minute epics. Um, once again, this is a, a, a no match went crazy long. Um, no match went Teddy long. As a matter of fact, um, I found that refreshing. I found that to be. Um, I've, I've, I find all these these shows, again, the strongs, to be just like quick bites to eat. These, this is not something where you have to dedicate so much fucking time um, and just commit yourself to, to the journey of a four-hour show or whatever. You're, you're in and out in less than an hour. That's nice. And these matches, again, are, are, are easily digestible 10-minute bites. Um, which again, doesn't lend itself to a lot of analysis. That's I'll, I'll say that if, if there is a strike against it, but they're all sprints. They all feel like they're sprints and they all feel like they, they, they don't, you're not sitting in there with, in a fucking chin lock for 15 minutes. You're not Sonata trying to lock on a goddamn submission hole. That's for sure. Oh, we're seeing that. Sorry. Um, th- that I like, yeah, and and I will say that the the, sh- the cleanly shaven Tamatanga was a little bit of a shock as well. The fourth match was the other semi final where Kenta defeated Jeff Cobb in. Well, this was a longer match. It was forty minutes thirty eight seconds with an yeah. inside cradle. Uh, Kenta advances to the finals. It was a bit of a, a weird stylistic matchup because you know, as I've said on many occasions, Jeff Cobb is at his best with. A high energy opponent who yep. is either going to you know do that sort of toe to toe style with him, someone like Ishii, they, they had a really good match at the G One, or someone smaller than him, like you know Pangman Page, Will Ospreay can fly around the ring for him. Uh, Kenta is not that kind of wrestler, obviously, and as a result of that, it was largely Kenta domination, and then a lot of shenanigans at the end to protect Jeff Cobb, you know, ref bumps and low blows and, and all that. Do you think that was necessary? No, because I don't. Because I, I, you know, I think Kenta should have won this one clean. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I that that was a disappointment. I, I, I know Bullet Club. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's. I think everybody would have been the heels, you idiot. I know, I know, I know, I know. Unfortunately, they beat us over the head with that. It's um. I think that might be the biggest issue 
is that is that it feels like we get it. He's a he, you know what I mean? Like that's the point. I think we're at when it comes to the interference stuff. It's like like this does Kenta, who again, if we're putting them in a, in a pecking order, I mean, to me, he feels like he's top of the food chain. Does he? We need to have interference to to beat Jeff Cobb. No, no, you know, no disrespect to Jeff Cobb, but you, you see what I'm saying? It's no, uh, yes, disrespect to Jeff. Maximum disrespect to Jeff Cobb. He's, he's not on Kenta's level. Kenta, in, in my opinion, in in the roster, Kenta's a clear cut above him. Right. I, I just we can't have a clean finish there. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. Carl Fredericks got a clean pinfall over fucking Jeff Cobb. Am I correct? No, uh, Jeff Cobb beat Carl, didn't he? Yeah, but didn't wasn't the first match? That was the return match, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think Jeff Cobb took the fall there. I'd have to check. It might have been Rocky. Let me look. Oh, you might be. No, I thought it was Jeff Cobb. Look that up. It wasn't Jeff Cobb. Come on. Up, all right, all right. <laughs> Look uh, up, so that would have been the first episode. First of episode. Lines Break Collision, right? That was the big push, right? Uh, so Carl Fredericks and TJP defeated Jeff Cobb and Rocky Romero. Uh, Carl Rocky Fredericks Mitchell. pinning Rocky Romero uh, with me. a backslide. That's right. <sighs> there goes my whole narrative. Cancel the show. Put <laughs> it away. See you next week, everyone. See you next week, everyone. Fuck this. Ah, uh, balls. All right. Why, why did I think Carl Fredericks got a fucking pinfall over Jeff Cobb? Anywho, um, Kenta should have just cleanly beat Jeff Cobb. I'm sorry. Enough. Enough with the interference. We get it. He's a heel. I'll tell you what I will do, Damon. Let's look up the G1 Climax 2019 last year, mm-hmm. and we will see all the people who defeated Jeff Cobb. Uh-oh, so, here we go. It's a long list. Uh, uh-huh, here we go. G1 Climax 29. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Why can't I just have a list of results here? I know, she got to have some. <laughs> I know. Isn't the internet stupid sometimes? Just That's all I want. All right, so Cobb lost to Goto, Ishii, okay. Moxley, okay. and Naito, and Jay White. Okay, so to be fair, those are five pretty big names. But, I mean, if Goto... Kenta's in that Ishii, list, right? Yeah, I, I would say Kenta sh- should be on par with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why, why we can't have Jeff Cobb lose on the, in that one. Cleanly, cleanly. I mean, listen, we're bitching and moaning about outside interference in the New Japan USA Cup. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't outside interference. It was just well, cheating on Kenta's part. Right, right. But still, you, you get my point. All right, uh, where are we going now? Uh, we have some interesting matches for this Friday's New Japan Cup 2020. Uh, strong. So first match, we've got Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero against the DKC and Danny Limelight. Second match, now here's the interesting one, Brody King and Flip Gordon versus Chase Owens and Jay White. The Switchblade is back, Damon. So a lot of people excited for that in our Discord. Uh, over and above the normal weekly Jay White is great, you don't know what you're fucking talking about conversation. Uh, <laughs> Which happens like every, what, 48 hours? I believe so. I believe that's, I believe that's the way it goes. Um, 
Set your fucking watch to it. Um, I think it's obviously good to see Jay White back in, in a ring. It's been the first time in, a, in quite a while. Um, I think one of the bigger, I don't know, question marks, bigger surprises is Flip Gordon making an appearance. Flip. I don't know. People uh, People aren't that big on Flip Gordon. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. Um, I, I, remember- I wasn't when he first appeared in Best of the Super Juniors. That would have been, what, 2018? But yeah. he's still young, so I'm hoping he's improved. Um, I mean, I, I'm interested to see him back. I'm more interested, actually, in the fact what took Jay White so long to get on these shows... And the fact that it looks at least, unless it's a swerve, but it looks like he's not uh, Japan bound. I mean, he's he can't get in, right? Obviously. Hmm. I who knows when that's going to happen, Joel. Um. And he's and I don't know. You're not going to put him in, in in this New Japan Cup thing. So why distract? I guess they only have a certain amount of time that they have blocked off for these tournament matches. I don't know where you would have put him. If not in the, for now, um, and I think him coming back gives him a spotlight that he would be hogging <laughs> if 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 he were brought back any sooner. Uh, Chase Owens, return of Chase, right? Um, and I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm more curious with Flip than anything else. I'm surprised that they, a little bit, I'm surprised that they Ask them to come, and ask them to, to participate. I don't know. It just Why? seems like I don't know. I I I, I kind of thought that 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 was over. I and thought take whoever they can get at this point. Yeah, uh, they got a they got a pretty solid crew over there, though. Do they need Flip Gordon? Is he any worse than a, a PJ Black? I would take PJ Black. Yes, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would, right? Um, I'm just asking questions, David. God, I, I I appreciate that. I don't know that one. That one just puzzles me. Actually, that one, I, I don't know. And it's not like I feel like they left on bad terms. I don't think that that's not what I'm insinuating. I, I want to be very clear with that. I don't think there's, you know, any heat between the two. I just thought it was a weird bring back um, of all people. How much do you think these guys are getting paid for these one shots? That's that's the question I'd like to know. You know, Flip's not obviously not on. He's on a, he's on a per show basis even ACH you know it's not like they're you know from what I understand there's no contract or anything like that signed he's not locked down or anything like what do they pay these guys 
to bring him in to wrestle in front of no people. Hmm. Flip, if you're listening, write in. Let us know. Yeah, let us know how much you're getting paid. I'll let you know how much I get paid. We'll share information. We'll share tax returns. The third match on the show is going to be the New Japan Cup USA Finals between, uh, as we predicted, David Finley versus Kenta. Should be a definite win for Kenta, you would imagine. But um, I'm hoping, I'm expecting this to be a good match. Oh, it'll be great. I think it'll be, uh, nah, maybe I should, I should pump the brakes. I don't know if it'll be great, but it should be very good. Um, something's, something's like telling me that Kent is not winning. I, could you see, give me a percentage that you think David Finley could pull this off and win this fucking thing? Sorry, could you repeat the question, please? David? Absolutely. I say, uh, give me a percentage of you thinking David Finley could pull off the win here. Uh, <laughs> about 10%. Okay. Because that's, that's why I, that's what my brain says. But, like, I, that kind of, it's like the odds are so, like, of course Kent is going to win. That, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop and it'd be like, nope, you know, because it was so obvious we're going the other way. New Japan usually doesn't do that, by the way. Uh, but Kent is the biggest star they've got there at the moment, so it would seem foolish to not put that briefcase on him. And then he challenges for a challenge for the U.S. title in a match yeah, that I will never he happen. Yeah, defend it a few times. I, I mean, bigger picture, I think the issue they might have is the fact that they have high-profile, credible heels, but no one really on the babyface sides of the, the caliber of a Kento or a Jay White. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, wouldn't, that, wouldn't it make more sense to, to, to turn David Finley into a star? And, I mean, that's a perfect example, if, if we're doing the briefcase scenario, of him eventually losing that briefcase on a defense. Right? They don't have they I mean what do they got over there? Juice? Finley? Who else? Jeff Cobb? Maybe that's why Jeff Cobb needs uh you know heel shenanigans to lose. Um They got I mean who else? Who else is there that that they could turn to? Main roster guys. Babyface. Not much. Am I I'm not missing anybody, am I? No, and you know we don't know how long Juice is going to be on the shelf for. So, right. Uh, okay, credit to you, Damon. You've put enough reasonable doubt in my mind to make me think Finney's got a chance there. I think, but him him defending that, right? That's a, and it's a circumstance hope, right? It's just the fact that they don't have anybody that could possibly carry that torch. And and here's the thing: a heel chasing the baby face might be a little bit more interesting than the baby face chasing the heel. Um, in, in this scenario, like Kenta doesn't obviously need to win this fucking briefcase to be considered, uh, you know, along with Jay, the, the, the two biggest stars, uh, in the U S right now for them. Um, give it to fucking Finley, uh, give him, you know, that it'll, it'll help boost him even more. It'll be the biggest singles win of his career. Um, uh, you know, I, I I don't think there's any argument there, and then uh, and then you you've made somebody at this point, because because you, you do you do need that, 
Um, and and you don't have to go through with it. And here's the thing: you could. There's no. There's nothing wrong with having him challenge whoever is holding that U.S. title. Um, whenever the, whenever that match occurs, if and when, no harm in that. But you could have him hold on to it until you're he's ready. You know, Kent is ready, and the match is a little bit more definitive. Uh, in the future against uh, Mox, if if Mox is holding that title still, uh, and then, and then if you wanted to do Kenta Mox, you could. It's still on the table. Um, but yeah, just give. I mean, while we're in these uncertain times, make a star out of the guy. All right. Well, certainly, pause for thought there for anyone who thinks it's going to be a runaway win for Kenta. So, yeah, pretty interesting show to look forward to for NJPW Strong. Um, Bork says, who of the new guys on New Japan Strong should be signed up and who would you like to see appear on future Strong shows? Um, Pleba says, if you had to pick one wrestler from that Strong six-man tag match to be in Best of the Super Juniors, who would you pick? Uh, so I, I, I guess that's going to be a pretty resounding ACH from both of us. Uh, aside from ACH, anyone else? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and forgive me because I'm not f- too familiar with, with the names. Um... I ACH is one, obviously. Uh, who do I have on the other side? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's and and I apologize because I'm not answering the question, but I will. But what about Brody King? I thought he was really good. I enjoyed that match he had against Tamatonga. In the first round of the cup, well, they did a good job there. Uh, I like the aesthetic of Brody King. I think he'd be a useful acquisition. I mean, I wouldn't say he's going to be a main eventer or anything, but uh, definitely a guy that would be worth having around. I mean, remember when and when everybody was talking about uh, his G one or getting him in G one after you know after the uh, World Tag League. <laughs> Everybody just wanted him. You know, he was like the the, the uh the, the that that was that was when we opened the show. Who's the indie guy that is leading the pack here? Uh it felt like he might be that guy at that at that time. Um All right, let's do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring up a <sighs> Who did I like the most out of that Clark Connors, Jordan Clearwater, Logan Reed, and Barrett Brown match? Jordan Clearwater, I liked. I would say Jordan Clearwater. I think of. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. We're on the same page yeah? there. I think it showed, showed a lot of upside, young Jordan. Um,. Okay, then, shall we move on to discuss the stipulations for KOPW 2020, which is a very hot topic. It's been very controversial. So the voting has been launched on Twitter.com. So they're running polls on NJPW 1972 and NJPW Global. So the first one uh, will be... Okada against Yujiro. So Okada proposed a one versus three handicap match and Yujiro proposed a lumberjack with leather belt death match. So on global, currently uh, Yujiro is winning with 57.2%. Uh, 
And on the Japanese, on the 1972 Twitter, I am still scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I haven't voted yet. That's why. Okay, so I'm going to put my vote. I'm voting for Yudro because I want to see Okada get battered with straps. Uh, Oh, no, weirdly, it's flip. So on the English one, Yudro's winning with 57.2%. And on the Japanese one, Okada is winning with 58.4%. Is there an option to vote? I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, so your thoughts. Uh, you're not a fan of either of these. Uh, I don't like... Let me be very clear in this. Very clear in this. I think all of this is complete and utter horseshit. I'm not... <laughs> okay. I don't think... I don't. There's nothing I enjoy about any of this. This is... All right, it okay, seems hold, like, hold that thought. Hold that thought. All right. Because we have a lot of questions... All right. ...coming in from people on this. Um... Okay, let me, let's go with the angry people first. Uh, Take Down Tony says, I can't wait to see Yujiro versus Yano in a Taguchi's auntie on a pole match at Wrestle Ooh. Kingdom next year. Not got much time for this shite. <laughs> Not even the novelty factor. Mastermind said, why did no one suggest a no-rope electrified barbed wire swimming pool dynamite double hell death match stipulation? Thank you. This is already a failure of concept, damn it. Uh, Louis says, why couldn't one of the stipulations be loser has to go on the Super J Cast podcast? Ah! Uh, winner! The winner would go on the Super J Cast podcast. Loser <laughs> Wait, can go on... Uh, boop! <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah those fuckers um yeah okay so big picture stuff okay before we go into match by match give us your big picture thoughts on this losing go on the main fucking podcast <laughs> um uh fucking sit there for an hour with michael craven discussing pro wrestling um look i i just thought it could be m- much more well done. Uh, number one, all right. right. Feels- give, what sort of stipulations have not popped up that you think would have been appropriate for? Let's face it; it's a, a nothing Corican Road Two show that's going to be half full. <sighs> Again, I, nobody's expecting the barbed wire blow up the fucking you know bullshit. Nobody's expecting. Barbar board matches. Nobody's expecting thumbtack matches. Nobody's expecting, you know, Big Japan, you know, a fucking truck from Big Japan rolling in the gimmicks. Light tubes. None of that. Nobody's expecting that. Nobody's expecting that. Strap, leather, whipping with a leather strap. I don't, uh, like, some of these matches are what? Fucking. One fo- like one pin count. Some of them. Sonata of all people is going to have a uh, you know falls can only count by submission. Did I did I read that all right? right? Let's, let's 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 go through them then. So all right, the uh, second one is Toriano versus Bushi. So Yano proposed a two count pinfall match. Bushi proposed a five count ring out. No, five two, count. So Yano said two count pinfall. Bushi right. says five count ring out outside the ring. Okay. Uh, English account Yano is winning with. 59.3%. And the Japanese account, uh, Yano is also winning with 56.6%. And Who then- would care? <laughs> Who would give a shit? Like, honestly, you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, okay, what would I rather see? Yano get two count instead of the three count. That's a second. That's a second off. He could, I mean, he could just get one of those sneaky roll ups. And was it Bushi? Uh, he could have. Uh, 
Imagine you only have five seconds to get back in the ring. That should be great. Who's thinking this? Who cares? It okay. sounded for like about ten seconds there that you were on the official NJPW podcast. <laughs> right, right. I mean, this is. Oh my god! And again, with two guys that. I mean, again, we all love Yano. We all love the game. You know, we all, he's wacky. Yes, he's unpredictable. We love him in G1 because it could happen at any moment. He keeps everybody honest and on their toes. And blah, 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 blah. <sighs> They'll figure it out. And here's, the, here's what I'm saying. These, these guys are getting handed a bucket of shit and asked to produce well, a five-course well, you meal. Say, you say handed, okay? Let's talk about... The, the show and Sanada situation. So show oh. proposed a submission match, and then Sanada proposed a no pinfalls match, give up only. So Okada it's the same said, thing. That's the same thing, right? <laughs> so something's obviously gone wrong there. And a couple of questions on this. So Andrew says, do the wrestlers have real life influence over these sticks? Because show and Sanada picking the same stick seems like a weird cop out before the tournament even starts. I can't imagine <laughs> deliberately booking that. And Jason said, did the wrestlers not give a shit about the sticks? Because that felt lazy. Uh, two of the matches were the same stipulation. Uh, Jeff says, is Sanada picking the same stick as show the ultimate himbo move? I mean, yeah, clearly, clearly prove right here about the himbo situation. But who do you think is picking these steps? Because the fact that Sho and Sonata did what they did makes me does make me wonder. Do you They're think this is the, the book the booking committee say, yeah. right, this is this is a step you need to promote this is a step you need to promote? Yeah, that's I mean, that would be logic. I mean, imagine pro wrestling. I mean but I will say this this is what happens when you give these pro wrestlers the idea of, okay, you get to pick your own. And then it just goes all fucking bonkers. Uh so yeah, there is there is like what we have right now would be if pro wrestlers were actually able to do that. But no, I, 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 to give them that 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 type of freedom, no, I can't imagine that. It's got to be the booking committee saying, "Hey, here's what we're going with." You know, at the end result, we got we got to get to, to this point on this match. These these are the steps, but they're just I I mean some of the most. Uh, I I don't know. There's so many gimmick matches that you could have in pro wrestling that really wouldn't be that difficult to pull off as opposed to like like who wants I don't a five count. Like who care? I mean obviously this is going to be Yano takes the tape. Yano tapes him to the fucking guardrail. And everybody gets excited because here comes the referee's count. I don't know. It just seems like fucking hair-brained shenanigan bullshit that I have no fucking time for. Just for the sake of completion, uh, the fourth match is Satoshi Kojima who proposed finishes only, so only finishes can lead to a pinfall. And then Desperado proposed no finishes, so the Lariat and the Pinche Loco are banned and will lead to a DQ. <laughs> So uh, English account, Despi's winning 64.7% and the Japanese account also winning 68.7%. Yeah, these stipulations are rubbish. I'm not going to defend them. But let, let's let's look at it this way, right? These, like, like I said, majority of these are going to be undercard matches for a half-full Korakuen Road 2 show. So, uh, and involving wrestlers who otherwise probably wouldn't have been doing much. So, would it have been better 
to not have this at all and just have random multi-man. Yes! And not, yes. not, not have this... You just do away with the KOPW four-way thing completely. Yes. yes. So you think Let's... there's absolutely no value in this KOPW thing? Z- zilch. <laughs> do you Give think me... it's actively harming the yes. credibility of New Japan? Yes, I do. Joel, singles matches, put them out there, have a winner over what we have here. Like, tell me how these stipulations are making this scenario any better. Honestly. I think the stipulations are there to prevent it from being a straight singles match. It's, Why it's not have a straight singles, singles match? match? Because Between guys be... who are on the undercard and who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's rubbish and it's weird. I don't like it. Neither do I. Who are we protecting in this scenario? Bushi? <laughs> Who are we uh, protecting? Like, why are we? Why do we need to do this? Just have I, that would be a refreshing change. From quite honestly, from twenty, just have a singles match with a clear and definitive winner. Why don't we just do that instead of stipulations, which are proactively making matches worse? Go through that list, Joel. Tell me which match is now made better with those steps. No, there's no none of those matches that I wouldn't have preferred to see as a straight singles match. Okay. Now, go through those matches once again. Tell me in any of those scenarios who would need to be protected to take a clean pinfall. Well, maybe it's the fact that uh, a few of these are heavyweight versus junior. So you need to have the stick there to create uncertainty. But then, I mean, you, you had these, that. these juniors in the fucking New Japan yeah. Cup. We're past um, that point, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We fucking crossed that bridge. Where, where are we going back? In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded 
by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. To old fucking, you know, old rules and regulations? Fuck that. We're past that point. There's No one needs to be... those That group? Nobody's got to be protected there. Fucking two count. The fuck up the street. What? What else is that? What? What is it? Ah, uh, they're they're actively they're act, they're not even making the matches worse. They're making me angry. That's what they're doing. Those steps are making me fucking angry. Yeah, I can't. I can't defend them. I shouldn't. Sen- Sonata. It's, it, it's weird and bad and feels lazy. Uh, and if it's an attempt to zhuzh up interest in the, what is admittedly going to be what the second match on the show at Jingu Stadium it just feels that it, there's like a, a trade-off between generating excitement for that match or this period of time or whatever by introducing this concept and then having all this nonsense and shenanigans that a lot of people seem to actively dislike and it's turning people off. Do you think there's more people in my camp or in the positivity camp? Uh, I think I should do a Twitter poll, but I would be inclined to say I think most people, just just judging by the response I've seen on Twitter, most people dislike it. Yeah. And I know the argument is going to be, well, again, these guys are, you know, mid-card at best who cares what we do with them? I don't know. I just... Look, there is, there's a lot of strawman arguments out there. There's people... You know, I'm not in the camp of, oh, you know, New Japan is trash now because they did this. Uh, but I'm also not in the camp of, oh, well, at least at least they tried something. You know, it's better than nothing. I, I think there is you a middle try ground something. There. I don't have I a think problem they could, with they people could have trying tried something. something good. Let's, you know, let's, we've, we've, we've been coming up with ideas that would have been better than this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's let's let's. Where's let's, my fucking junior tag team tournament? Right, right. I mean, that would be that would have been perfect, wouldn't it? You could you could I, easily get get I don't know eight junior tag teams, uh, squaring off, and the the two finalists. That's your second match at Jingu for the vacant junior tag team titles. Yes, could we be a little bit tournament out though at this point? I mean, what would that be? The the fourth tournament that we've seen in a handful of months between 
the the cups, the never six man. I mean, we got to do something with those titles eventually, right? I mean, that's we. I mean, we can't just ignore it. But yes, I I, I would have look. Again, I, I hear the cries of there there are lower mid card guys. We, we're just it's just something to do. I get it, but I don't I don't think any of these matches make. And here's the thing, Sonata. Would you consider Sonata a lower mid card guy at this point? Uh, I don't know about the lower mid card aspect of it. He's definitely a mid carder. Show. Uh. I feel more excitement about Show and his future prospects than I do for Sanada. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're doing this submission match. Sanada, of all people, by the way, who we all love every one of his submissions. He, he does those so well. <laughs> can't wait! Can't wait to see Show struggling to to squirt his head out of the loose. Well, why am I making myself depressed over this? <laughs> it's just, just let, have let a me, match. Let me transition this question from Nicholas. How do you no. feel about the quality of New Japan right now? This whole COVID era has been frustratingly low quality. From a lame fake title to a cup where we still don't know who the winner is facing, it's an, it's an excuse to say, well, this is COVID stuff, really messed up plans. There's so many amazing wrestlers and talent still in Japan that there's no excuse for such average matches and low-quality storytelling. This whole time feels like they put zero effort uh, into keeping the same level of quality and that we have come hmm. to know. See, I, now I'm going to give you the counter-argument. We've got empty arenas. We've got booking somewhat on the fly, and yet we still have a glorious world tag team situation that we haven't had in years. We've got Shingo in the Never title, which is, you know, where he's been and and the defenses that he's had and uh, even performances in, in in New Japan Cup from other people. We've had some good stuff. Let's let's not. Yes. Uh, if you're not if you're not a fan of the evil title win, you're looking at you're looking at it. From a, a bit of a different perspective, I get that because that is a big thing to have happened that kind of shook a lot of uh, New Japan fandom. I'll, I'll give you that. This, as much as I'm complaining about it, and I don't think it's doing anyone any favors, it is just guys that are, by and large, you know, not really doing much of anything. Show and Sonata aside, uh, who's in the strap match again? Help me out. See, I don't even know. Who's in the strap match again? Okada Yujiro. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that's not lower mid-card guy, right? There's one guy kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Yeah, I mean, do you think that this whole KOPW thing is just something for Okada to do to keep him out of the title picture, basically? Yeah. That's, that's what... That's what this is. This I mean, is you could do better than that. I mean, you could just give him a, a meaningful right. non-title feud with someone. There's plenty of guys you could pick who don't have a title who are not doing anything that you, you could just have a special singles match. All right, let's be objective. What we've seen in 2020, we got an Okada Takahashi 
feud that no one gives a fuck about, right? No one. Right now we're building toward Shingo Suzuki, right? Everyone is pretty excited about that, right? And before that, you had show in the mix as well. I think the never situation is pretty, pretty tight, right? So now we're one for one. One win, one loss. Tag team championships, I think, has been better than it's been in years. There's a win. I know you're on in the, in the camp of IWGP Heavyweight Championship being a win. Evil doing it. I can see where people not. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call that a push. Hiromo, the elevation of Hiromo. That's been a positive, right? That's three. That's three wins. Give me a negative. Are, are we counting this KOPW as a negative? We have to, and because yeah. here's the thing: it's it's not just a throwaway, right? It's not just ah, but just they they put a lot of time into this fucking thing to to shove this down our throats, right? That's a loss. So so we're 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 sixty forty win so far. Just just by doing that alone, have we had other wins in there as well? I think so. I think. I think the evolution of the U.S. division, it's a win, right? Um, you know, the show, the shows themselves, I think it's a win. Uh, where else are we getting wins, Joe? Or where else are we getting, like, noticeable losses? Uh, I, do we do we say never six-man tournament? I thought they did a good job there. I thought they did a good job there. I'll put that as a win. At least for, for, for three nights, it was a focal point. And it was interesting. Was yeah. it? I mean, was it G one? No. But I, you know, for three nights, the last night was good, right? That last match was good. Any Yoshihashi moment that was again what normally would be a okay, you know, mid card kind of thing. Okay, I get it. But they made they made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Okay, granted. But I'm counting that as a win. What was what was the other big loss that we've had so far this year? I think it's just the evil thing and the KOPW thing that people are looking at those two and disregarding a lot of the other stuff that I think has been really cool since we've come back. Has it been perfect? No. Has it been ideal? No. Has it been uh, different? Yes. Have they had to think on their feet and work with, I don't know if we're coming back and how are we coming back and who's going to be here and how are we going to get this guy into the country? And, and okay, yes, it's been a challenge, 100%. But I think given the cards that they fucking have dealt and have been dealt, I think they're doing good with what they got. And it's hard for me to sit here and point a finger at a company where half their fucking talent, it, uh, you know, can't get into the country. It's hard oh, for me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's hard for me to be negative on that. Even though we have a tournament where it's like, okay, or this KOPW, whatever you want to call tournament, whatever, where it's, you know, it's a head scratcher. And you have arguably one of the greatest pro wrestlers in, in, in our lifetime in a strap match against in a guy with a guy who arguably is a lower mid carter. Um, and show, you know, it's, it's a time filler. I get it. 
we got an outdoor stadium that's going to be really fucking great. Think about that. We got an outdoor stadium that arguably would be right up there, Joel, with a show that if things were 100% hunky-dory. I, 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 think it's, I think it stacks up to, to, to any other big show. And I think it's going to be very good. Um, I think they've made the most of what they had. And, and I'll, I'll give New Japan credit. And that's just not just a circle jerk. Because, again, I sat here for 10 minutes talking about how shit this KOPW thing is. Um, but if I'm, if I'm being honest, given the cards that they've been dealt, they've, they've played them as best that they possibly could. Lest we forget as well that right around the corner is the grade one climax. So there's no way that's not going to be great, surely. It's going to be great. Look, um, I hope and I pray that we have some way of surprise elements in there to make it even greater. Um, the people that are in that are going to want to put, put on a performance to show that they belong. Right, because I know there's going to be speculation of people of, uh, this is not good, as good as G125, or this is not as good as G126, or you know, uh, 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 we're going to get that. But the people that are in it are going to have a chip on their shoulder to show why you're not going to lose quality in this. Um, so I think I think everyone will be will have their working shoes on, and maybe maybe we'll even have a surprise or two thro- thrown in there as well. Okay, let's do some questions then from Discord. Uh, Jeremy says, if we can't figure out what to do with Kawato now, how about him being the next Tiger Mask? It's better than him being a sub Yoshihashi geek. Mike says, if Yoshihashi is the bag of socks, what is Master Watto? Bag of crew neck t-shirts, replacement shoelaces, decorative hand towel, etc. So, uh, David, where do you stand on Master Watto at the moment? I mean, he's he's growing on me in the sense of he's not as completely baffling as as I thought he was in the beginning, and I, and that just might be I'm just used to it now. Um, you're, you're finally understanding all the nuances to this deeply complex <laughs> and layered character. Yeah, it's the way to the grandmaster. He's not there yet. He's not the grandmaster yet, guys. Have, okay, have patience. Wow, you really uh, digging deep. Um, I mean, he's there. He's he's there. He, uh, as as quickly as he as he as he's been dropped on the scene. And here's the thing, you know, while we're doing that negative list, we're we're dropping him on that, right? We're dropping his name on that list, right? The negative. Yeah. Oh, uh, I like him. Uh, you might like him, and and it's not an ironic meme liking. I I genuinely think he's good. You think this debut? of Master Watto has been a success or a failure on New Japan's <laughs> part. Uh, you can like well, him all, all you want. All, look, all I can say is I like it. it it's working with me. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, I, you know, we've had this debate a million times. I like it. That's it. That's all, all I'm right. saying. I'm putting it, I'm putting it in, the, in, the, in the shit bag category. <laughs> um, you can take your blue hair and get right up the street with it. Um, no, I mean he's he's he, he here's the thing he's he's there, he's he's what Taguchi has spent a career doing, right? Building up to being that guy who okay tap me on the shoulder once a year, but in the rest I'm going to do goofy shit and in, in six man tags. Watto has already reached that level for me. He is he is plop him in six man tag guy at this point. 
until things drastically change. Brindle says, I thought a fun game would be to say a colour and each write down which wrestler you immediately think of and continue until you run out of colours. Then compare right. your list. Okay, I'm not doing this until we run out of colours. No, no, no. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll just throw a colour at you and you tell me the first wrestler who pops into your head. Okay, ready? All right. Yes. Blue. Watto. Okay, there we go. That's the end of that segment. Uh, Dan saying... says, enjoyed the discussion re the Never Championship. Just a thought, assuming travel restrictions are lifted from New Zealand soon, how about running a program between Hinare and Shingo? It seems he was due a decent New Japan Cup run back in March, and having him and Shingo feud would be a great way to build him up for his first G1, which I believe they'll need him to enter. Your thoughts? I Wasn't, wasn't that the case? Um, the, I... I... The, uh, as you well know, Joel, we uh, dined together in a wonderful meal um, when I was in Japan. And um, yeah, it seemed to be a general consensus that he was... I'm still annoyed about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that I had to go to the fucking suburbs to buy buggy from Akachan Honpo while you guys were enjoying delicious sukiyaki. And I st- I've still never had Japanese sukiyaki. Every time I sit, there's some really nice looking sukiyaki restaurants here. Every time I see it, it's like really expensive. It's like, I don't it know, is $50 a pop. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And then I just it, think back to missing out on that and I get very upset. I'm sorry. I wish you were there. We, 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 we all wished you were there. Um, we missed you on that one because it was, uh, it was a highlight of that fucking trip. Um, I, and the one thing that I always remember is going because we—I don't even remember what hotel it was in, but it was a very nice hotel, Joel. And uh, walking through uh, like these big hallways with all these shops, and then you kind of went back into this little spot, and like I was like, "How the fuck do you know where this place is?" And he knew where it was. I'm talking about our good friend Frazier, uh, who I haven't heard from in a while. I hope he's okay. Um. You haven't heard from him, have you? I haven't. Oh, I hope everything's all right. I haven't heard from him. If you're listening, you know how to get a hold of me. I'm actually sitting in the chair that he gave me. The Liger Wrestle Kingdom chair. I'm sitting in it right now that he was actually uh, gave to me. What a great guy. Anyway, that was a great moment. Anyway, Hadara, yeah. I mean, he was. It was. He, this was going to be a good year for him. Let's put it that way. Um, and now look at what happened. So yes, I would. I would have zero issue with Hanare getting a uh, a nice little talk about a guy whose career has has had more fucking roadblocks. Can we talk about Hiromo, where things just get started and then things happen. Fucking Hanare, you could put in that same boat. Young lion gets hurt. You know you. Guy's now lapping him while he's recovering. Finally recovers, trying to get through COVID nineteen. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hanari, we wish you the best, buddy. Next question is about referees. Uh, we have Dan saying, "Is everyone now freely ready to admit that Marty Osami and Kenta Sato are better referees than Red Shoes?" We don't see these half-assed yet over-the-top reactions when they get touched on the shoulder. And Liam says, is Red Shoes the least credible official in wrestling today? Okay, let's talk about that. Now, listen, we all know Red Shoes is very important behind the scenes, right? We know that. 
Uh, so he ain't going anywhere anytime fucking quick. Let's let, let that be known. He has gone from maybe my favorite referee of all time, right next to the great Tommy Young, to a guy who I I I kind of want him out of off my screen. Like, and I. <laughs> But but again, that's that, and that's not necessarily his fault. It's more of how he is perceived. Like you go to that well enough, the general consensus is going to be this guy's an incompetent boob. Again, pro wrestling referees we're talking about. I get it. There has to be a level of incompetent boob in there to make pro wrestling work sometimes, but. There has to be some credibility there. And I, I there are times where I just feel like, why would it, like, if I'm looking at it from a pure kayfabe perspective, if I'm New Japan, if I'm Harold, why would I say, why would I put that guy in a ring <laughs> at, at certain points, right? Like, I would have to be like, I have the most incompetent boob refereeing my, my biggest matches at this point and made of paper mache. Made of paper mache. Uh, yes, it feels like I'm, I'm nitpicky, but I'm not the first person to think this. Obviously, with the, with these questions, yeah, it's it, it, like it's become a little bit annoying. And I'll go so far as to say this: to me, I feel like there are lots of occasions where he he takes the spotlight away from matches, and he takes, I don't know. It's not that he's intentionally trying to get himself fucking over, but all right, Red Shoes, just fucking count the falls. You know what I mean? You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it does border on that point. It's like uh, when he was flipping off, I think, was it Farley or Tamatonga during that G1? Yeah, the first time he did it was fucking hilariously great, right? Everybody loved it. He kept doing it, right? didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops the crowd. You don't have to do it a hundred times. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's not. He's not one of my favorites anymore. I would. I would. There are many times where it's. I would rather see other referees in that ring because I've gotten to the point where when I do see him, you know it's going to be bullshit. Right? I've gotten to the point where I see him in a ring, and I'm like, ah. Uh, how many bumps does he take in this fucking match? That's where it's gotten. Like you, like they've done so much to his credibility, where arguably the 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 best pro wrestling referee in the business has now been whittled away to a guy with zero credibility. And when you see him, you're like, all right, well, again, we know there's going to be several ref bumps. In this match. That's not good. That is not good. Austin says, Ghetto keeps saying he's still breathing with the switchblade when he's announced during his entrance. Is this a teaser of Jay returning or just Ghetto reminding people of Jay while he's away? I think both. I think both. I, I said it. And we've said it. I mean, this. I think this leads to... Um, 
a little little faction feud, a little inner faction feud. Done right, finally, <laughs> by the way, may I add. Uh, but that's where I kind of see this going. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think so. They're just sort of laying the groundwork. They're paving the way for that big feud coming up, which I'm excited about. I think it could be uh, someone has got to be the de facto babyface in that feud. And it could yeah. be Jay White. Well, I'm just saying. Who knows? Just saying. All right. Uh, Yoni Steam says, did you see the WAP video? I'm sorry, the what? W-A-P. WAP video. Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with the WAP video, Joel. Is it something uh, pornographic it, in nature, I hope? Yeah, it was a, it's a very raunchy music video. Let me look it up exactly. So hold on a second. WAP oh, video. Yeah. Um, so I can get the name of the artist correctly. Uh, Cardi B. Wow. I, I'm from, I, I know the name Cardi B. Um, I don't know if I'm familiar with much of her work. But let's do this. Uh, C-A-R-D-I, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> You're going to watch it now. Okay, this is going to yeah, be Yeah, what is it? WAP. Yeah. Okay, Cardi yeah, B. W-A-P. It's an oh, acronym. Right here. Oh, so it's an acronym. All right. I'm not going to... Will I get context clues? There are some whores in this house? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> okay. Seven days a week. What? Did you get the clue? Wet ass. There was a, a very subtle pussy. clue for what WAP stands for there. Wet ass pussy. I'm shocked. I'm actually not shocked. Man. She's not subtle at all, is she? <laughs> Who says romance is dead, Damon? What, what, what? Who says romance is dead? <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she's very uh, forward in her uh, requests for her uh, wet ass pussy. All right, look, uh, it's certainly not the Rolling Stones, that's for sure. But um, oh, that's the, I mean, it's just all right. It's just like kiss. In the sense of we're just gonna do shit to shock people, like is that what this 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 gimmick is, or do, are people like really like this is this is Radiohead? <laughs> like what? Where where are people falling on on the on the wet ass pussy, uh, Joel? I don't know, David. I'm, I apologize. I haven't been on top of the wet ass pussy uh, discourse on on the internet as of late. I mean, we know this is played at every strip club across fucking the southern United States. We know that, right? This is uh, this is uh, definitely being played. Um, here's what I do appreciate, though, um, in, in a very weird sense. Um, there is something uh, maybe liberating is the word I'm looking for that you have a female artist that has, dare I say, uh, the guts to have a song like this. Because, I mean, it wouldn't be shocking to have, like, a guy rapper singing about all the fuck, you know, his big dick and everything, right? Fucking everybody in sight. Or, you know, even, like, 80s metal where every fucking innuendo is your fucking some barely legal 17-year-old girl. Right, so you're um, saying these are like modern-day suffragettes, if you will. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe not that far, but, but you get my point, right? I mean, seriously. I mean, it's 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 a sign of the times. It's, and I think so. We're talking, you know, you know Emily Pankhurst, um, <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks. Yep, Cardi B, Harriet Tubman, and Cardi yep. B. Yeah. Yep. Freedom fighters. Freedom fighters. Um, I tell you, the I biggest tragedy it. here, David, is that we don't have that Roman sponsorship anymore. Because what a great segue that would have been. <laughs> right. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, look, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be popping this on my Spotify playlist. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go rush out and buy the vinyl of uh, Wet Ass Pussy to to uh, have a Sunday morning listening to tunes. But uh, to be awesome, to each their own. This is what makes the world go round. Uh, but I will give her full props. Here's the thing: I, I, and I, this I truly believe. I think I think music should be a little bit dangerous. Like music should do that. Music should kind of shake you a little bit. I like that, and I always that's I kind of a lot of the music that I listen to does that. At least in my genre, right? In in the music that I like, I like bands that kind of might push that envelope a little bit, right? I don't know. I like. I, I want to go so far as to say, like. I want you to be shocking just for shocking's sake, but I do like the idea of making it a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so, so, uh, so again, not my cup of tea, not not necessarily what I would normally listen to, but uh, I like I like the idea of of pushing that envelope. So, uh, good on Cardi B with her <laughs> what ass? She should see a doctor if it's that bad. <laughs> She should really uh, uh, see a doctor. See a doctor and get a mop. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, Bad Chemical says, Joel, how do you feel about Big Tone's football adventures? And also, Damon, do you think NFL owners who own football clubs abroad and in the US can actually expand the game here in the US? Atlanta do very impressive numbers, especially for the Deep South, where you think football would be the antithesis of the football they'd like to see. Mm-hmm. I think, we're, and, and again, how what, what do we call soccer here? Uh, it's 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 pockets of fandom, right? I don't I don't know. I, I like I'll give you a perfect example. Like Atlanta, or um, even Miami, or even um, uh, Seattle, or I, I think that they have a very passionate following and if, but but it has trouble breaking through mainstream if that makes any sense uh, there are people that wake up at nine o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning and they'll go to two selectively opened pubs in our area and watch games and they're passionate and but like it's not really front and center here so um the problem, the and here's the, really the problem, is that it wasn't. It's not an and I put in air quotes an American sport. That's why it'll never. I can't say never because what a world we live in. Um, but that's really this, the the problem. Hockey has the same thing. Hockey will never be as popular as football or basketball or baseball because it's not an American sport. It's a Canadian sport. Um, and we just have this weird thing where if we didn't make it, we ain't fucking watching it. Uh, so there you go. 
As for big Tony's football adventures, I assume he means Tony Adams. Uh, I can't speak to his managerial career, but he was always one of my favourites when I was growing up. He was he was Mr. Arsenal. England oh. captain, Arsenal captain. Uh, the His uh, off-the-field shenanigans, yeah. Definitely, he is really interesting autobiography, actually. Um, yeah? Addicted. And oh. talking about, so, you know, the time he got drunk and crashed his car him and the, the the other Arsenal lads they had a group called the Tuesday Club and they just go out on the piss every Tuesday drink like 20 pints and then turn up for training the next day uh, <laughs> it was a different time back then Damon but uh, yeah definitely a, an iconic figure in Arsenal history uh, Liam yeah. says what god did we piss off to suffer through multiple prominent Jado matches in 2020 ah uh, that would be Cardi B uh, <laughs> That's who we pissed off. Uh, Jacob says, uh, a question about the Naito title conversation. I think uh, Kawada is a good comparison for Naito's situation in the 90s. Uh, yeah. In, in All Japan, he got three title reigns with his combined defences being one title to defence. That was a draw or something. He never got defences until after the Noah split, but that doesn't seem to be held against him. And I think Naito is going to be in the same situation. He eventually got a big reign, uh, but by that point, All Japan wasn't anything uh, really. Maybe I'm wrong, but the situations do seem similar. So to be more concise... Yeah. Since I rambled a bit, Kawada is just looking at the nineties. <laughs> it's a good is Kawada just looking at the nineties a good Naito comparison? I think so. I think it's that's a very good job. Yeah, Dusty Kawada. Yeah, yeah, uh, that is a pretty good one. And again, um, yeah, looking the popularity, importance to the company. Um, yeah, I think both 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 are pretty good uh, comparisons to Naito. Absolutely. Atari Legend says, does it mean anything that New Japan is probably going to end up as the biggest promotion for drawing crowds in 2020 at this rate with not much time left? Uh, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I see something about uh, WWE and Amway and are they letting people into these fucking buildings? Um, I don't know if they're empty or not. I thought I, I thought I heard that they were letting people in. Am I wrong in that, Joel? Uh, you're asking the wrong person, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, smash my own fingers with a hammer than to delve into the murky <laughs> world of world wrestling entertainment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, could be. They they might be the, by uh, default, they might be the ones that will be leading the pack when it comes to attendance. Um, I don't know if that is a, uh, I don't think it's anything you can hang your hat on, but uh, man, I tell you what, if you don't have backing by some Money bags company. Whew. It's tough sledding for you for if you're running a pro wrestling company, that's for sure. Um I know that I also thought thought I saw some shit like you know, some US indies running socially distant shows in a fucking field. I don't know how the fuck you do that. I mean, God bless you if you could pull it off and people are going, but oof, I mean that just doesn't seem like a whew, I mean you're Watching a fucking ring fifty yards away. Um, people are trying. People are trying to make it work, and I appreciate the effort. But boy, it's it's been it's been tough. If you if again if you don't have TV, and you don't have deep pockets where losses are expected, it's going to be tough sledding. Dan has a question for Hockey Damon. I know we joke about ah. the Leafs, but it did look like. This play in series was a very winnable one, but the Leafs just seemed to lack a bit of grit and backbone in their performance. 
seems like they could have done with a guy like Kadri in that spot. Would you rather have lost to Matthews, Marner, Nylander, etc., in order to keep guys like Kadri around, who by all merits is doing great in Colorado? He's doing great right now. He scored like two goals last night. Um, Nazem Kadri is one of my favorites, but unfortunately, in those big games, Joel, he would lose his head a little bit uh, in those big series. And then uh, he would get suspended. He would get like a dirty hit or do something dumb and uh, be a little bit overzealous and then be suspended for the rest of the fucking uh, series, shift the momentum, and they didn't really have anybody to replace them, and then we're fucked. So they did the trade mostly to move money off the books to be able to sign those big four. Uh, yeah, look, this, I'm, I, I think you need a certain element of grit in, in the playoffs. I absolutely do, and we have none. We really don't have any. Um, you're going to score the majority of your goals being a little bit dirty, uh, you know, get it going into dirty spots in front of the net. You're going to have to pay a price. Um, Tavares is that guy to a certain degree, but he, but you know, even even that is not, you know, I think it's more finesse dirty than dirty dirty, if you know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I just see a lot of the teams that moved on in the playoffs and. They don't have the payrolls, <laughs> you know, and I and I'm sorry. I, I I think I think the playoffs are a place where where defense wins. I think a defense can shut down an, a great offense, and I don't think an offense can 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 it, like if you have a, if you're if you're a great offense and you're playing a great defense, nine times out of ten it feels like the great defense will find a way to shut you down. Um, and it and the opposite to me doesn't happen too often. You run into a hot goalie. I don't give a f- – again, you can hold on to the puck all you want. But if you're on the outside and you're taking these shots, these low percentage shots, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? You need somebody in front of the net. Thank you. Great TED Talk, Damon. Uh, <laughs> uh, dip into the huge list of Twitter questions and you just right. uh, let me know, Damon. Uh, Marky says, now that Taichi has had another great match, can we shift the cartwheel of death wager onto Evil's tile defenses? Hmm. That's the question, right? Here's the thing: you're gonna, you have to expect. First of all, and I know we'll get into previews probably next week. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see many evil defenses. Do you? I think we're going to see one more evil title defense, Damon. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, for all those people who lost their fucking shit when this went down, I, I don't think I don't think he's walking out of that stadium with the title. I, I I'll tell you what. Could could you imagine if Naito fucking looked at the lights for a three count at the stadium show? Yes, I could. But again, we'll save that for next week. Oh, I I think I think people will lose their fucking minds. But okay. Yep. All right. We'll hold off on that, but I don't think I, I think I think uh, we, we're not going to see many defenses. So um, uh, no need to move the cartwheel death match there. And again, with my extra added thirty-one pounds, I don't know if I'm doing any fucking cartwheels, let alone uh, for a death match. Lachlan says, "Question for music, Damon: Is the DMA's cover of Better Be Home Soon the best track they've ever oh. put out, or do you have another favorite?" No, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. They did it uh, again virtually, Joel. So you know, guys are in different places, and 
Better Be Home Soon is one of my favorite Crowded House songs. You know the Crowded House, Joel? Are you familiar with Crowded House? It rings a bell. You'd have to sing one of the songs to me. Uh, probably the most famous. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, in a world. No, yeah. no. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, They're great. Uh, they're credited as Australian bands, but they're actually from New Zealand. Um, Neil Finn, fucking great songwriter. Just, yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, and that DMA's cover is fucking tremendous. And here's the part. Uh, those high notes that, um, I don't know, I forget the guy's name from DMA's the singer. He hits, and, uh, you, and, I'm, and I remember watching it, waiting for it, and I'm like, all right, come on, hit that. And he hit it magically, and I'm just like, fuck yes, crushed it. Uh, yeah, it's great. I love it. I wish I wish there was a way I could fucking grab it. Um, I don't. They haven't really released it. Released it like it's on YouTube, but it's not like on Spotify, and I can't like buy a version of it because I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. That's the problem. I can't get DMA albums here. Like I had to get my Australian friends to uh, find a way. Oh, wait a minute. I got uh, Cheryl. We got a bit for you. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I need you to. Li- I'm gonna let listen, uh, Cheryl listen in on um, on our little Cardi bit. All right, so this is Cardi B. Maybe you've heard Joel's on the other line. Say hello to Joel. Hi, Joel. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for Uh, asking. Well, this is Cardi B, and the name of the song is WAP. Do you have any idea what WAP stands for? No, I've heard the song briefly. All right, well, I'm going to back it up a little bit and uh, give us your hot take. Here we go. Please, get on mic. We don't want to miss a word of this. Please. Uh, Head shaking. All right. This we are on the radio, so you do have to speak. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Are they saying there's hoes in this house? Hose in the house. That's that we're opening up with. Yeah, you know. Well, you, you know. gotta do. Right, right. Gotta live somewhere. Right. It's for the family. Huh? Yeah, it's a family song. Family right? song. <laughs> right, right. Oh, hello. <laughs> Wait, is this Cardi B? This is Cardi B. Oh, I thought it was Nicki Minaj. No. I'm good. I gotta go. To <laughs> All right. Enjoy your day, love. You. All right. That's that. There it is. That was a hot take for you, Joel. That was riveting radio. <laughs> yeah, we got a star rating. <laughs> oh, she left the room. Ran out the room. She she uh, like a cartoon cutout through the wall. She just ran through the door. All right. Uh, Bash says question for Joel: Will you share the joys of the British version of Robot Wars to David and tell him? To give an episode a watch. Uh, question for music, Damon. I know his love of early British music. What are the bands in the 2000s era that he likes and enjoys to the present day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm eating my vitamin. Um, answer your question first. Yeah, I recently went on a, a sort of nostalgic Robot Wars binge watching session and watched like all 10 seasons of it. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, to me, the this era that we're living in is very ripe for uh nostalgia tv so i i had a great time i thought it was tremendous um and i hadn't seen the new season before seasons eight nine and ten i thought they were great so it's just very interesting to see how the sport i say the sport the the, the game or the hobby of robot wars developed and the the kind of the way you see certain weapons getting more popular and getting perfected like the flipper or the spinner and yeah some of the stuff in the later seasons is really spectacular but uh, this might just be a very Joel thing. Uh, even though I, I think there are some elements of pro wrestling that bleed through into Robot Wars, like the sort of the pageantry and the showmanship and the, the 
building of feuds and and all that. But um, yeah, I, Damon has been subjected to many Robot Wars conversations on the WhatsApp group. Uh, I don't think it has <laughs> uh, compelled him to actually watch any of it, but uh, well, I, I'm I've sure you get the message. No, I was, when it first came out, I remember watching some of some of it, and it was fun. You know, is it these, called BattleBots uh, in the states? Is that their yeah? Yeah, I think it's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they build these fucking machines to fight, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool concept. I, I dig it. Um, I, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's not something that that, that you know is, is like stuck with me, but like, uh, no, I definitely remember when it when it first came out. It was like, ah, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, Sorry, I was eating my, my uh, daily vitamin. Um, music. Who are we talking? Oh, uh, uh, three bands. I'll give you. Uh, of course, DMAs. Wonderful. Um, second would be Sports Team, a band called Sports Team. Uh, so, so this is uh, British music from the 2000s era. Oh, that you like and enjoy to the present day. Gotcha. Um, would uh, Libertines fall into that? Love Libertines. Um. The 2000s. Uh, who else was in that world? Um, after the Stone Roses, was it the Seahorses? I liked that album a lot. I thought that was really good. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Arctic Monkeys. Um, I liked Muse, but but then after a while, I kind of got a little annoyed with them. Um, who else did I like? There's, but then there's certain songs that I like that fall out like like um uh what's the song that I can't if I do it I'll I'll, I'll embarrass myself but it's like um look sharp look rock look and fall look and what yeah, you know fix, what up, fix up look sharp yeah yes that song that fucking song I I, I love that song that song's great um Which was and the streets by, uh, Dizzy Rascal of course. Dizzy Rascal, that's it. That's, I wanted to say Goldie Looking Chain, and I knew that was not it. Um, who else was it? Would, would, would it be 2000, though? Um, again, if, if, if like number one would probably be Libertines. Like, I thought like their first couple albums were so really great. I really dug a lot of that. Um, and I think a lot of other bands kind of cheesed off them a lot. So uh, I'll go with them. Michael Montana says, is it time to put Ibushi back in the main event scene? And Dan says, is Ibushi ever going to turn heel? So two different questions on Ibushi there. I think he's already in the main event scene. Easily plopped in and out, right? Tag titles elevated for the first time in many a moon. I'm very happy with it. Uh, second heel, Ibushi. He's been a career babyface. I don't know. I mean, to me, he feels like Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Where How do you turn the fucking guy? Um I don't. I don't see it. I think if they would have done it, they would have done it. Oh, well, I mean, he, it's not like it's not like he's seven hundred years old. But again, he's he, he. People are always shocked at how old he actually is. Like I'm always f- kind of flabbergasted with how he aged. Like he looks like he's twenty something. But correct me if I'm wrong. He's like late thirties, early forties. Yeah, I think he's thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's that's older than than he looks. That's for sure. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe a nice heel run at the end to kind of take some pressure off might be a nice thing for him. Everybody seems seems like it's at least one heel run. So yeah, I. But he's one of those guys. Like I said, he's got that steamboat factor. Where how the fuck do you turn this guy heel? Um. So 
I see it. Like he flips the switch and turns into murder Ibu. They wouldn't work if he was a heel. I think they are Correct. all more dramatic because he's such a dare I say himbo uh, mm-hmm. that when he does behave like that, it's very shocking. Yep, yep, I agree with that, um, and I, th- I think that's what makes him him. So losing that element is uh, takes a lot away. But eh, who knows? It might work. But I, again, it's, it's just one of those things where it just he's one of those baby faces that I just don't see ever being a heel taking seriously as a heel maybe even worse so uh I say I say less than 50% chance Jason says considering the current tiger mask is in his 50s do you see any of the returning young boys getting the mask well everybody wants that to mask to be carried on and I and I get the idea of well they've done it for years right we've had Four versions of the four or five versions of the fucking thing. Um. So if we have to, yeah, I mean they're probably the, especially now we haven't seen or heard from him in quite a while. Um. So yeah, I mean if we're looking at tradition, any one of those young lions would be suitable. Um, take the ugliest one, put the mask on him. Um. Let the ladies decide. That's what you vote. If you're going to have a fucking... Hey, Charlton, instead of having a fucking vote of, uh, you know, what silly gimmick, how, do this. Who's the ugliest young lion that we're going to put a fucking mask on? That's what you have a vote for. Why aren't I running this? Uh, whatever. All right. Um, just be quiet. <laughs> uh, uh, Dynamite Scott says, which current New Japan absentee unable to travel is most likely to jump ship over the next couple of months? Uh, bonus question: Who has the best peck bounce slash booby dance? So yeah, do you uh, see that, any that of the uh, people who are unable to travel jumping ship to I, jumping I presume, ship to? I presume they mean different company. No, I don't. Yeah, well, I, mean, um, I mean, everybody's waiting for Anderson and Gallows to be official, but um, you're not going to see that in the United States because they. I don't know if Impact uh, prohibits them from going to these U.S. shows. I, th- I think it would. Um, but I think everybody's waiting for that to happen. Um, peck bounce. You know who's got a nice peck bounce? How about Yo. that? Yo. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That's my pick. We're on the same boat. Let's jerk off together. Come on. Sammy <laughs> uh, North says, is Tanahashi a dad now? Mm, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, No. Because you still have a level of the, what are they grandpas, you know? Yeah. The level above. I mean, where are we going here? What are we doing? No, not a dad yet. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that the title heavyweight title challenges are past him at this point. But never say never. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if there's like one final run. Uh, and I feel his place at the moment is like special attraction. Well, aside from the tag stuff, special attraction matches like the Jericho match. So, yeah, I don't think he's. On the the level of you know your Nagatas, your Kojimas, your Tenzans, yet I think he's still no. a, a way away from that. Yes, I would agree with that. Let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this the other day. Three guys: Carl Anderson, Kushida, Nakamura. If you could have one guy back, who would you pick? Ooh. Oh, that's really tough. 
I I should I should be writing these questions. I should be writing these questions. Uh, Nakamura, I think, because I yeah really I just, yeah I would like to see him as yeah a special attraction main event guy. Yeah, imagine that return to the dome. That'd be interesting. I mean, he he, he whew, first time in years he'd actually fucking do something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, isn't that amazing? Like that you don't hear a peep. Like no one had. When was the last time you've heard? Oh, you got to check out that Nakamura match. <laughs> like how long has that been since you've heard that word come out? Those words come it was, out. It was his NXT debut, that match against Sami Zayn. That yeah. some people say was copied beat for beat from the Ibushi Wrestle Kingdom match. But yeah, basically from that point onwards, he stopped having good matches. That's unbelievable. Imagine, remember that WrestleMania Nakamura Styles, and everybody was like, okay, if they could, if they could get like, like you know, half of the performance that they got in that fucking match at the Dome, we'd be in good shape. Oh, boy, did that ever shit the bed. (laughs) That might be my biggest pro wrestling disappointment of all time. Yeah, that was when I realized I'm I'm done with WWE because no matter who the names are, they're going to be having a Vince match. Yeah. That might be up there in the top five pro wrestling disappointments of all time. How do you how do you fuck that up? Holy shit! Unbelievable! Woo! That blows my mind. All right, give me one more, and then uh, I'm gonna go listen to some more Cardi B. Martin Alejandro says, "Who's your pick for winning the G1?" Okada. Right, Okada. My head says Okada. My heart says Hiromu. That'd be something. Um, I think I think Okada's got to get out of this fucking. <laughs> he's he's struggled this year. He's he's like of any wrestler that I could point a finger to of having like a, a tough time with with twenty twenty. Okada's probably my number one pick. He's just pff, what a year, what a year this guy's had. Uh, and I don't mean that in a good way. So. Um, he needs he needs a little jump start. G one just it. All right, well that does it for today. Um, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to show your appreciation financially, would be appreciated. Uh, Discord link is in the show notes and pinned to the Twitter. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super j cast. If you want to get one of our great shirts. Thanks, as always, to Editor Dan, who you can find on Twitter at LousyHero219. You can also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. And as I said earlier, five snake review on iTunes, always appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Showcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.